This is the Amanda Murphy Radio. This podcast is for every woman who has ever felt less than, unworthy, or just not enough. This podcast is for any woman who has ever felt misled or unheard by society and is truly just fed up trying to keep up. Here, no topic or conversation is ever off limits. We will talk about ditching diet culture and intuitive eating, body image and self-acceptance, mindset and empowerment, literally all things women. Through each conversation and story, we will share tips, tools, and support to help you end the war against your body, make peace with food, and bust through your limiting beliefs to feel more empowered than ever before. It's time to put yourself back in the driver's seat and take back control of your body, your health, and your life. I'm your host, Amanda Murphy, certified intuitive eating counselor and mindset mentor for women. Are you excited? Girl, me too. Hey loves, what is up? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Amanda Murphy Radio. Today we're going to start switching gears just a bit and getting ready to launch um, the first round of the Empowered at Heart group coaching program. So we're going to be talking a lot about things that we would be talking about during that actual group program, during the group calls. We're going to start touching on some topics that are just very important, very magical, very next level when it comes to taking your life, your mind, and your body completely off a diet. So the next couple of episodes, the um, next couple times you see me in stories or lives on Instagram, we are really going to be jam-packing a lot of value and a lot of really juicy conversations into the mix. So I'm excited. I hope you're excited let's get into today's episode. And today I want to chat with you about how, if you're not doing this number one thing, if you have not gotten here or you're not working on getting here, there is absolutely no way that you're going to be able to take your mind, your body, and your life completely off a diet. And you're like, oh my God, you're probably wondering, am I doing this? Have I gotten here? Am I, is this going to be for me or am I going to find out that I'm totally not where I thought I was? I don't want you to stress out because what I'm about to share with you takes a lot of work. It takes time sometimes and we're all very unique and very different in our journeys. So this is going to be very different for a lot of us. I guarantee that. But drum roll, if you have not convinced yourself, if you have not really truly realized and now wholeheartedly believe that diet culture is not healthy that diet culture is not full of lies and that diet culture is not the truth and that it does not have your health as its number one priority then you're never going to take your life off a diet and let me explain further please Diet culture plucks on all of our insecurities, but if we want to go another 10 steps further, diet culture and society are the ones who created those insecurities in the first place. Like us having insecurities on the way that our body looks, our belly rolls, our cellulite, our stretch marks, dimples, scars, freckles, lazy eyes, cellulite. I think I might have already said that. I don't know. But anything pertaining to our physical appearance, whether it's our height, whether it's the way our toes look, 
literally whatever it is, society and diet culture are the ones who taught us that those things even matter, which they don't. But they're the ones who coined this idea that our bodies and the way that they look and appear to others is is a, a matter that we need to pay attention to. And, you know, if you really think about it, society and diet culture have dictated even things that should be embarrassing, like like farting or burping or, I don't know, you are in a restaurant and you knock something over in front of tons of people. Like, those weird social situations are all normal. We're all human. Things happen. Burping and farting are normal body functions, but yet society and diet culture, one or the other or both, make these things something we should be hyper-focused on, something we should be embarrassed of, something to be ashamed of, etc. So all of these insecurities that diet culture and society pluck on to make money and to grow their pockets and wealth, they created in the first place. So these insecurities go very deep and they they run very strongly um, because they've just been around for so long. But knowing that if diet culture and society never existed, you would never even pay mind to your body in the first place. Like if we all grew up on Mars where we were just concerned with the basic functions of everyday living and surviving, we wouldn't even think about it. You know, back in probably like, I don't know, the 1800s, I doubt they gave a crap what their bodies looked like and how big their waist was. So with, with that in mind, knowing that, helps you to realize that, well, why am I truly caring then? Like, where are these insecurities really coming from? Because going back to my original statement of if you don't believe that diet culture is just pure evil and pure wrong, you're not going to be able to fully give it up. And and here's why. Because if you don't think that the restriction that you put yourself through on a daily basis and the, the food groups you eliminate or avoid or restrict or the crazy amounts of exercise you're doing or really fill in the blank with any behavior that you're doing that's not truly, you know, making you feel the best in the end or maybe you're struggling to stick with it, etc. If you don't believe that that is not aiding in your health, then you're going to keep doing it. If you still believe that the things that diet culture has told you, and you know, even if now they're trying to disguise themselves as the wellness culture, if you still believe that you need to engage in those behaviors or the things that they are telling you is in fact with merit or truth, if you still believe that you need to be doing those things in order to have health, then you're never going to not do those things. You know, and and it really starts to, it it really just is a barrier. You know, I I mean, I think it's easy to see that, that if you believe that you have to do something for the namesake of your health, why wouldn't you do it, right? That makes total sense. But you need to be looking at the evidence and at the proof. And there's so many ways in which you can do that. There are tons of things that I can point out. There's tons of material that I could give you. And a lot of these things, though, are just simply put. Like for many of us, how many times have you embarked on a diet and or a new quote, quote, lifestyle change or a wellness journey, whichever you want to call it and try to disguise it as, but it's all diets, how many times have you embarked on it and whether it's a couple days later or a couple weeks later, you just 
quote quote fall off the wagon and it just doesn't go right and you're miserable and you're upset that you fell off the wagon and now you got to start back over maybe you lost a couple pounds but then you gained it all back and maybe you gained more weight maybe you didn't lose any at all maybe you just gained I mean if it's just not working continuously not working that's a good sign that this isn't legit there's no merit here and a lot of the studies that are out there trying to show results that diets do work and that they are sustainable if you truly got down to the nitty-gritty and read the study and read their results and how they got those results and what their parameters were parameters (laughs) parameters were you might be really shocked and you might feel differently about what they're telling you and 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 what that study is showing because Often when, when when studies are saying that, you know, 95% of participants lost weight, they're not telling you that, okay, at the very end they lost X amount of weight, but six weeks later when we caught up with them, they gained it all back and then some. You know, they don't tell you that. Or maybe they catch up with these people, you know, five or six weeks later and they still have maintained the weight loss, but then they don't catch up with them a year later where they have gained the weight back and then some. You know what I mean? So there's very tricky, tricky things that you really got to look for. Or when so many of the participants who couldn't stick to whatever the study was asking them to do for whatever reason, aka because it's a diet, they drop out of the study. So they aren't including that in their results telling you, well, you know, X amount of people dropped out of the study due to X reasons, which makes their numbers better, you know, because if you think about it, if you have 10 people who are you know, doing whatever the study is asking them to do to aid in weight loss. And, you know, five of those people drop out because they, you know, for whatever reason, they couldn't do it. They fell off the wagon, quote, quote, whatever. And then they only have those extra five or those other leftover five people that actually continued through the study, participated and had some, quote, quote, success, according to the researcher's opinion. They're only going to give you the findings and the results of those five people that participated. They're not going to mention the five people that dropped out. So, well, these are very vague and very surface level reasons why sometimes these studies and statistics that people are giving you about weight loss and about health, it's all just, um, a lot of it's BS. And I, and I urge you guys to take it all with grains of salt, like tons of grains of salt, because when you really get down to it, it, it's not, they're not giving you the full picture. They're not giving you the full results. And a lot of these times where things say that doing such and such or eating such and such has been linked to heart disease, diabetes, this, that, or the other, a lot of the times it's just a correlation, not causation. And there could be numerous reasons why someone has these health conditions. And a lot of the time, most of the time, it's not because of their weight or body size. And there's much worse or bigger things and factors that can contribute to somebody, you know, obtaining one of these illnesses or conditions and the smallest one is usually your weight. So I just urge you to really question everything that you hear and that you are being told about your body and about health and about weight and what your weight and body size has to do with your health. Question that because if you still think that, you know, larger is bad or a certain weight and above is bad or if you believe that, you know, 
everything they're telling you is is true. If you believe these things, then you're never going to have a different way of living. You're never going to be able to shake living in the diet culture way because, you know, if we believe, just like we believe paying our bills is going to allow us to continue living life and, you know, keeping our house and allowing our cars not to be repossessed with the same conviction that we believe that's what we have to do, that's the same conviction you have to have in whatever you believe about your health. You know, because if we believe it, we're going to do it. We're going to participate. And it's just, it's our beliefs. It's our thought process. So naturally, of course, that it's going to drive and dictate your behavior. So you're probably wondering, okay, so how exactly do we do this? How do we start on learning and no longer believing what diet culture and this new fake wellness culture has has taught us how do we get there Amanda how do we start moving the needle in the right direction and I'm going to tell you like I was saying first things first start questioning and digging deep into everything that you are told ask people if it's somebody on Instagram or Facebook who's saying something and you're concerned you have a question you want to know more ask them and if They are legit. They should have no problem answering your questions. You know, they should have no problem sharing with you where they've gotten their information. There are tons of additional information on tons of different websites. Um, National Eating Disorder Association has tons of studies and links and resources. Um, The Intuitive Eating Official website from Evelyn and Elise they have tons of studies linked on their website to give you hardcore proof why diets don't work and how intuitive eating is so much um, the route that people should take when they want optimal health and when they really want to focus on their mental health as well as their physical health. Um, I have no problem sharing some of the studies that I have come across. Um, There's a great great book too that really changed my life and my perspective very quickly rather and it was called secrets um from the eating lab and let me look up the author because i just for some reason i just can never remember by tracy mann tracy t-r-a-c-i mann m-a-n-n and it's secrets from the eating lab the science of weight loss the myth of willpower and why you should never diet again that book is absolutely amazing And in the book, she's a scientist, um, researcher, and literally every study that she talks about in that book gives you full details and really just studies human behavior behind diets and food and just all of that good stuff. And I know it kind of sounds like that would be a really dry read, but it's totally not. I I was hooked. I read it cover to cover within like a week, and it just changed, changed my life and started really to you know skyrocket this I know that diet culture is BS so that's number one is really start questioning everything that you hear and really look for the proof the the proof is in the pudding so you have to start putting your finger in the pudding that's first and foremost and two is looking at your own behaviors and the outcomes that you've had of your own behaviors if you've continued to try this and try this and try that and try it again and try it again and try it again and you've not had the quote quote success you're looking for and it hasn't really gone the way that you've been hoping and you don't find yourself in a healthier place then 
why are you still doing it? Why are you still trying the same things? Why are you not trying something else? And, you know, maybe you have to try another diet before you realize that diets in general just are whack. But quit beating a dead horse and really tune into what you're doing and what's the outcome. Because I'm sure 99.9% of us can realize in some way, shape, or form that what we've been doing isn't truly working for us or even if we think it's working in a sense of what we're aiming it to do we're not fully happy we're not fully satisfied and it's taking a lot of our energy to keep going in that way and keep engaging in those behaviors and living that life that in that way so really take inventory of your behaviors of your patterns and the outcome that you're having and is that really the outcome that you're you're looking for and not only is that the outcome you're looking for but is that sustainable is what you're doing to achieve that outcome can you do this for the rest of your life and be happy and it be sustainable truly 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 check in and take inventory another one number three is realizing that this focus on our body to begin with is so created for money the industries all industries alike in some way shape or form create this hypersensitivity and this hyper awareness on our bodies what they look like just to market their things and their products and their ideas and and get them in our hands and in our houses and get us on board with them to make them money if like I said going back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years Women woke up every day with their only focus or one of their only focuses being surviving, taking care of children, making sure that we all had stuff to survive, food on the table, etc. Nobody woke up and thought about their body and what they look like. And so with that being said, your purpose on this earth is so much greater than what your body is and what it looks like and changing what your body looks like. You did not wake up and... You Well, you weren't born and put on this earth to just change your body and to have the cool, cool, perfect body. I mean, if that was our only purpose in life, I don't really even know what the world would look like. But we're all running around acting as if our body and what it looks like is one of the most important things on the planet. And we don't question that motive. We don't question that behavior. We don't question why we're doing that because we've just been convinced for so long that that's just what we're to do. But if you really stop and think about it, out of everything that you're putting your energy and your thought into, you're putting it into what your body looks like. And at the end of the day, when you think about everything that's in your life, everything that has meaning to you and everything that's important, everything that you want to achieve in life, the things that, you know, your dreams, your goals, whatever, when you take it all in, how important is what your body looks like compared to the rest of, of everything? How how does it measure up? Because honestly, it's very insignificant. You have so much more to offer this world and there's so much more in each day that matters than what your pant size is and what your body looks like and what the scale says. I mean, those are so insignificant. And you need to remove the hyper focus on our bodies so we can start putting our energy and our focus elsewhere and that kind of couples into like my fourth tip and my fourth perspective is 
realize that health is not equal weight loss or weight loss does not equal health. Like the two don't go hand in hand. And that's another pairing that society and diet culture has smushed together that our weight is purely indicative of our health or vice versa. That if if we want to be healthy, we have to be a certain weight and a certain size. And that is the biggest piece of baloney like and I'm not talking decent baloney I'm talking like bottom of the barrel garbage baloney moldy smelly disgusting baloney it is just not true you can you can oh I can't talk you can truly transform your entire health and never lose a pound you can never even change a pant size. Your body may never even really change, but you can truly transform your health and take it to new levels. You know, health at every size does not state that, you know, you can be healthy at every size, but you can engage in health behaviors and change your health regardless of your size. And what is a healthy size for each individual is different. There is no one size fits all, pun intended and literally. No one size is best for everybody. We all have our own unique natural set point where our body is happiest, where it works optimally, and that is determined by the same genetics that determine your hair color, your eye color, your skin, your height, your shoe size, all of that. So there's nothing that you can really do about it unless you want to go on a diet after diet after diet and screw up your set point and cause your body to go a little wacko. That's really the only way in which you can affect and alter your set point. Other than that, there's nothing you can do about it. So Why then, I guess, if you really look at the science behind it, as it is explained in the book Health at Every Size, why are we fighting that then? If our body has all these mechanisms and, you know, things in place to regulate everything and we have this natural set point where our body would, you know, stay and where our weight would stabilize in this, you know, range of about 20 pounds, give or take, why do we fight it? Why don't we just be there and be happy and be content and focus on things that really matter? Well, Let's let's look at the truth. Diet culture taught us otherwise. And, you know, so to I digress, got on a little tangent, but coming back to the whole sole purpose of this episode is that if you just don't start questioning everything that diet culture and the wellness culture is trying to tell you and lie to you about, which I say diet culture and wellness culture, but they're really the same thing. It's just this wellness movement is diet culture trying to disguise itself and shift the focus from weight loss to optimal health. Um, and, and it's really still uh, very much, it's still the same entity. It's like diet culture woke up and put on a Halloween costume and surprise, it's wellness culture. So I use them, those two terms, but they're really the same thing. But if you don't start questioning everything that they're telling you and you don't get to a place where you, you, you see it and you're like, no, you're wrong. No, that's not true. No, I don't need to be doing that. It, it doesn't mean that you totally transformed your life. It, it will take time. It will take work. It will take self-awareness and, and honest effort to actually shift your beliefs. And, you know, even for myself, I know very early on in my journey with giving up diet culture that I was convinced wholeheartedly that 
it's wrong that they're lying to us they're just trying to make money and and 99.9 percent of everything that they say is just hogwash but that doesn't mean that i don't have challenges and that things that come up don't challenge me and have to challenge my beliefs that absolutely happens and that's why i want to say even though a lot of you are probably thinking, well, trust me, I still sometimes question why am I doing this? Should I be eating this? Is this good for me? Etc. That's okay. That's great. You know, and I think people sometimes when, you know, they've been on this journey for a long time, especially I was just had a call with one of my clients who said that they gave up or they passed on, I don't want to say gave up, but they passed on eating something because they knew that because of their diabetes that they would just not feel the best. And that's not a diet culture thought. That is you completely being intuitive with your body, knowing that it doesn't make you feel good. So you don't want to deal with the ramifications right now. It's not that you can't eat it. It's not that you couldn't eat it in moderation or or at a smaller scale or in a different way, but at that moment in time, you're choosing not to. It's just a choice. And so there's so much that goes into shifting your beliefs and your mindset from this place of fully believing diet culture and fully believing that what they say is is solid truth. Like we were never taught to question it. It's like when you were taught to not disobey your parents and you're taught to just listen to them, you don't question them, you don't say hey, what, you know, you just don't, you don't question your parents. We were taught the same with diet culture. Like we don't question it. And now we have to start questioning it. And you have to start asking yourself, what does health mean to you? What, what makes you feel good? What makes you feel the best? And why are you doing it, what you're doing? And you really have to start questioning that because if you still wholeheartedly believe that everything they tell you has merit and is truth you're never going to live a different life because our behaviors and our patterns in behaviors are very closely related to our beliefs if we believe that by doing this we're going to achieve this outcome or by doing this we're going to have better health of course you're going to still do it So you have to start questioning it and you have to get to a place where you know and you fully believe even if some days it's challenging or a lot of days it's still challenging and you're, you're working on it, you have to know in the deep, deep, deepest part of your mind and your heart that diet culture is not true and that they have been lying to us for our entire lives. So... I know that journey looks so different for everybody it, and it doesn't happen overnight and it doesn't even happen within two to three years. I mean, there's still things that you will question and that will challenge you and you have to be so aware. But it, it, it's it's amazing what happens once you do start questioning everything and you just flip that squit, that ugh. You flip that switch and you start that ball rolling where you're questioning everything. You're looking at things with a new perspective, with a new open mind, and it really starts to transform your life. So you don't have to fully get to the the A to the Z. You don't have to fully get to this point where you know everything about diet culture to be wrong and that you don't have any doubts, that you don't have to question anything anymore. It's not like you ever start here and arrive there. All of the magic happens in the beginning. And I feel like this this task, this 
um, thing of questioning diet culture is going to forever be an ongoing process. It's not a place that you arrive at. It's just an ongoing process because as diet culture and the wellness culture, as we begin to fight it, as we begin to shut it down, and as we begin to say, hey, we're on to you and we're not, we're not digging it anymore, they're going to try to shift and they're going to try to find new ways to be sneaky and to be conniving and to still get us where they want us. So we're going to have to continue to question. We're going to have to continue to get to the root of what they're saying and ask why and all of that. So it's it really is a never-ending process. So if you're in the beginning or you're in the middle and you feel like, well, Amanda, I still have some of these beliefs or these doubts or these concerns about what they're saying – Don't feel like you're failing. Don't feel like you're not making progress because the fact that you're questioning and you feel concerned and that you feel like, hmm, is this, is that, what's what's going on here? Those feelings are great. That means you are doing it. That means you are there. That means you are making progress of being aware and questioning diet culture. And that's what we need to be doing in order to take our mind and our life and our body fully off a diet. That is numero uno. If you're not questioning diet culture and what they're telling you and and, and everything that they've ever told you, you will never take your mind, your body, or your life off a diet. All right, loves. If you want to chat about anything that we talked about today, you know how to find me. Instagram at the Amanda Murphy. Send me a message. You can email me, theamandamurphy at gmail.com. Let's chat about it. I am always open for discussions. My door is always open in that way. And if you're in the process of trying to take your mind, your body, and your life off a diet, but you feel like your momentum is just not moving in the direction or at the speed that you want it to, and you're just so ready for massive transformation and massive shifts in your life, then I'm going to tell you this group program, the Empowered at Heart Group Coaching might just be the thing for you. If you're interested in it, send me your email address. You can get on the wait list. Those who are on the wait list will get a first 24-hour um, access to sign up and take advantage of some early bird pricing and some bonuses that the um, those who are not on the wait list will not be able to take advantage of. And we can chit-chat too and see if this is for you. If you're not sure, um, I can give you more details. We can just chit-chat. It is launching super, super soon. So stay tuned. And until next time, loves. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. If you loved this episode as much as I did, please take a moment to leave a rating and a review. Let me know what you would like to hear on future episodes. And if you really loved this episode, please be sure to share it with somebody else who you think would love it just as much. You can take a screenshot, share it on Instagram. You truly don't know who can benefit from hearing this conversation or this message. If you want to be friends, and I really would like to be friends, you can find me on Instagram at theamandamurphy or at theamandamurphy.com. And until we chat next time, just remember that you are not alone and that life without dieting does exist. Bye, babes.